everybody. Welcome to the Money Lab Podcast. My name is Matt, and today we're going to talk about rethinking email marketing. Now, what does that mean? Well, I want to talk about why I switched from ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign, um, how, I was, how I was collecting email addresses before, then I got some spam complaints, and then I had to do all this sort of uh, additional email marketing stuff. And then finally, we're going to talk about email marketing in 2022 and beyond. So let's get into it. I just want to do some light housekeeping and let you know that the reason I'm recording this podcast, this episode today is one, um, I've been getting emails from you. So thank you for s sending me emails because having that sort of community feedback sort of area has been, it's, it's, it, it makes me want to do this. Does that make sense? It makes me want to sit down here by myself in a cold basement talk about email marketing and other things. But that's but that's why I'm recording this. So thank you for emailing me and please please email me and what we're going to do is I'm going to pose a question to you. What do you want to learn? What do you what do you what are you struggling with in your business, in your online business? What maybe you think I could help you with? Instead of just emailing me and saying, "Hey, you know, I heard the end of the episode and I, you said to email and here I am." Uh, I want I want questions, and I'm going to answer those questions on future episodes of this podcast. Uh, so so email me matt at moneylab.co. I'll say it again, matt at moneylab.co. It's so easy to remember. Okay, so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, email marketing, and it's very top of mind for me right now in 2022. Uh, and I have a story to tell. But first, I want to tell the story, which you can read about over at Money Lab, why I switched from ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign. But before that, why did I switch from AWeber to MailChimp and then MailChimp to ConvertKit and then ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign? Well, long story short, AWeber is not my favorite, uh, at least back in the day. This is many, many years ago, like when I first got into online marketing and online business. Uh, it was like the only game in town, I think, mainly because they had a very aggressive affiliate program and everybody in their mothers was mentioning it. So that's kind of why I started with AWeber, but very quickly uh, didn't like it, just the aesthetic of it. And MailChimp was like kind of the cool kid in town and they had a really nice aesthetic, uh, which is I'm kind of a sucker for. Switched to MailChimp and then I realized that it didn't have a lot of automation sequences and like fancy stuff that I wanted. I'm sure they have that stuff now, but um, I switched to ConvertKit, even though I thought I was never going to do it, but I did. Thanks to Nathan Barry. Uh, we jumped on a phone call, and he was like, look, here's here's why I think it'll work for you. Boom. I'm in. Okay. I'm in for ConvertKit for about a year, and there was one big limitation for me. I own a company called Swim University. We are a seasonal pool business, and... Ideally, I had this vision of creating this evergreen newsletter, but unfortunately, because it's seasonal, I didn't have a way for somebody to get on the list and then get emails for like the April month, you know, the summer months, 
you know, that sort of thing. And, and they didn't really have a way for me to do that. That was automatic. And I also really wanted to loop people through it. So for instance, and this is what I ended up doing. I wanted to have an evergreen newsletter. That was the entire, I could see the entire year. Here are the emails you're getting in January. Here are the emails you're getting in August. And depending on when you subscribed, you would just get plopped into whatever month you were in. And you would start getting your August emails and then going forward. And then when the year reset, like in December, you just go right back to January and you would just keep going through this, this automation over every single year. Now, I don't think people are subscribed to my list for, I don't know, maybe five years where they're getting the same emails over and over again. But here's the thing with this is like, I, I know that this content is useful when it needs to be useful. Otherwise, there's no point in getting an email about it. So for instance, why would you get an email about opening your pool in January? But what's the, what's the harm of getting that opening email every year? It, because every year you need to kind of like relearn it. People are not in the pool industry or people that own pools. They don't, and it's not like a hobby to them where they want to learn and, and retain the knowledge. They just, they get the knowledge when they need it, which is, which is what's great about Swim University is that knowledge just kind of, I can just repeat over and over again because it's useful when they need it. So it's like education on demand. ConvertKit, you know, you know, they 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 do a lot of things well. They didn't do this one thing, which I knew was like special to me. And I'm like, will another company can they do this? I don't know. Well, that's when Active Campaign actively reached out to me, and they're like, "Look, uh, would you like to try it?" And I, it's always been on my radar to do to to look at Active Campaign because I have some friends that use it, and they're like, "This is like way way powerful." And I was like, okay, I kind of need powerful. I jumped on a call with Active Campaign, and they showed me the usage of goals within an automation. And with goals, you can set people to move through your automation depending on what month it is. So I was like, that's exactly what I need. And you can loop people through the automation, which at the time when I switched, ConvertKit didn't do. I do think now you can loop people through the same automation. Um, which is also great for sales pitches. You know, like if you can, you could have a flash sale that happens four times a year. Why do you need to recreate that four different times when you can just have one flash sale sequence and you just send the same people through it over and over again, you know, when they need to buy it or, or if they haven't bought it. So the idea of sending people through the same sequence multiple times, as long as you can control that, I thought was very useful. But the goals in Active Campaign in the automations is great. Um, so that that was the big reason for switching was loopable seasonal automations. It, it actually gave me exactly what I had envisioned for Swim University all this time. The other benefit, hidden benefit, was that it was actually cheaper for me because with ConvertKit, I had to have three separate ConvertKit accounts. And when you add those up, it actually costs more money for me because my other two lists are not nearly as big as my swim university list. Um, so I was paying a lot of money for the swim university list and then the base price for the other two lists with active campaign. I'm sort of paying now per like group of subscribers for all my brands. So all the brands live under one active campaign account and 
I could do a lot of cool things with that. Like if I design a good email for some university, I can use those templates and redesign them quickly for a brew cabin or whatever, which is what I did. So it ended up actually being not much cheaper, but a little bit cheaper for me to use Active Campaign and throw all three of my brands under one roof as opposed to having three separate accounts. So that's why I switched from ConvertKit to Active Campaign. But that's not really the story here. Okay. I kind of had it set up really easily. I focused a lot of my time on email marketing in 2021. I, I was really uh, doubling down on this idea of an, a one-time offer where somebody subscribes to my email list, they get sent to a one-time offer page, you know, 50% off my courses, one of my flagship products, and then they get put on a list and that's it. Now, the, you know, that people always say there's money in the list. And I'm now, I used to like not really be good at email marketing and never really focused on it. And then in 2021, I'm like, come on, I got to get good at this. This is, this is like what everyone says is the most profitable part of their business. So I did, I, I started like really aggressively collecting email addresses. I created cheat sheets, like lead magnets for all of my brands, which increased my, you know, sign up rates. I started running paid advertising to opt-in pages to get people to subscribe. I was in the business of collecting people. Now, if you go to Money Lab and you search for my untouchable business model, it is now a core principle of my business, which is you know be super generous with your content and your time. Uh, collect the people that you're that come to your website. Because here's an example. You might be, you might, you might write this amazing article and people find it super valuable, right? Cool. You did well, but maybe they didn't convert. Maybe they didn't buy any of the affiliate links on your page. Maybe they didn't, you know, buy your product that you're selling. They just found the information super useful and that's great. But how many of those people are actually going to bookmark that post? They're just not going to do it. So how are you, like, what happens if you come out with a new product? Like, you know that person was on your site and they found your stuff valuable, but now you have no way to communicate with them. They're gone. They came and they went. So you're spending all of this time writing this amazing content, getting search traffic, which is really hard to do. And then you're just letting those people disappear, like, just go away. No, you have to, like, you worked hard. Keep them there, okay? Think about it this way. You like, you, let's say you have a brick and mortar store in, in a small town and you have like street traffic. People are coming into your store and they're just, they're just poking around, just looking. And then they, then they leave. Well, what if you come out with a new product or you, you know, something was in stock that they maybe were looking for and then, you know, you didn't have it then, but now you do. Well, now you have no way to communicate with that person. So you should be collecting email addresses, collecting a way to communicate with those customers. And the best way I think to do that is through email marketing as opposed to say, you know, social media, which, you know, you can't really one-on-one -on -one email people. They may never see the message. Super important. So that's what I did. I set up all these lead magnets. I was collecting email addresses aggressively. And when you signed up to, let's just say swim university, you want it. I got a, there was a cheat sheet. I had, I need help in my pool. I have a pool care cheat sheet. Boom, you sign up your email address. I emailed you the cheat sheet, but meanwhile, I sent you to an OTO page 
In case you wanted my course for 50% off, you have 24 hours to get it, whatever, whatever. That's a whole different episode. And then once they got into the email list, I sent them through a little automation that kind of filtered them out. Are you, were you just like serious about this? Like, did you really want to download this? Whatever. If they did click and download it, then I move them through into sort of an onboarding sequence, you know, five-day email sequence kind of showing the whole business and what we do, and then moved them into my loopable seasonal newsletter automation forever, you know, and that all worked really well. It's been working very well uh, until... I got an email from Active Campaign that was like, uh, you're getting a lot of spam complaints. I was like, well, what do you mean I'm getting spam complaints? Well, the people that you're sending this email to, you know, this first email of this cheat sheet, they're saying they never signed up for the list. <sighs> Why? Okay. Well, so it turns out, and, you know, I kind of knew this. I'm not going to lie. I was getting a lot of bot signups. Now, I thought I had put in a good automation that checks for clicks and replies and weeded those people out. So it was just sort of a pain to deal with, right? Like, I might get like 500 signups a day, but really only like 50 of those people were real and the rest were bots. But what I didn't consider is what if those bot addresses were real people and then they were all getting, I was sending out 500 emails with this thing they never signed up for. Of course you're going to hit the spam button. <sighs> How do you fix this? You know, I, you know, at the time I'm like, man, I really thought I had this all figured out. But just having a form on your website exposes you to bots. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I don't really want to implement double opt-in, meaning somebody email, somebody signs up, and before it sends them anything, it sends them an email address or it sends them an email that says, are you real? Click this button to confirm. And then once you confirm, you're confirmed. And then you start to get the rest of the emails. That I hated that idea because it's like, well, oh, the first email I'm sending you is just to make sure that you're just you're not you're, you're real and that you wanted this. But here's the problem with that solution. That's the same solution I'm doing except I'm doing it by sending them the cheat sheet first, the downloadable, and then when they click that, they're essentially confirming their email address. So I was already doing that, but that wasn't good enough because now there's 500 people, you know, 75%, 80% of which are all not, didn't sign up for the list. You know, some of them are bullshit addresses, but they're getting this like first email that's like, dude, I didn't sign up for this. Spam. <sighs> Okay, so what does Active Campaign recommend I do? They recommend I add reCAPTCHA to all my forms. I was like, come on. Oh, okay, so now everyone who signs up their email address has to click a button that says, I'm not a robot, or they have to uh, pick out freaking traffic lights and a bunch of pictures, which is the most annoying thing ever. I mean, the I'm not a robot checkbox is not that annoying. You see that, you see that more often. I'm like, I basically wrote back to them and said, I'm not doing it because I care about page speed in my head. I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not adding that to my forms on my website. If you go and look at Carbonate or any of my websites before I, I implemented reCAPTCHA, it was just like, where were you going to put it that would look good? It just wouldn't look good anywhere. 
And, it, and then, it, you know, you're adding JavaScript, like a layer of JavaScript to the site. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. So I thought, okay, let me look into it a little bit more. And I found there's reCAPTCHA version three, which is this new version where the, for the user, they just sign up. But in the back end, you kind of send off and verify if this email address is real or not. And, it, and then it allows it to go through or not. But the coding of that was way too complicated, way above my skill level. And I'm like, all right, that's and, – and to have to do that across all three of my brands, I'm like, that sounds like weeks' worth of work. I could pay somebody to, to sort of implement that for me, but what if it breaks and I can't control it? Uh, all this stuff. So I ended up um, saying, okay, let me, let me try something. I had an idea. So I tried it on Money Lab first. Instead of having the form – directly on the website, like the actual box where you enter your email address. Instead of that, what if that offer that's on my website in the middle of my post, at the end of my post, what if that was just a button instead of like an actual form? And that button just said, click here to get your free cheat sheet. And when you clicked it, it took you to a landing page. Now this landing page would have been implemented. I use lead pages to do all my landing page work. Uh, because it's not attached to my server. It can be its own independent thing. I don't need any of these landing pages to be SEO-ified, if that's a word. And so I was like, what if what if that's the case? Because lead pages, you can, you know, you can integrate forms into lead pages with Active Campaign and with a single check checkbox, you can add reCAPTCHA. And so they're kind of handling all that coding and stuff. So I was like, let me just try it with, with Money Lab because Money Lab doesn't get a ton of signups, but Money Lab was having one of the bigger issues where there was a ton of bots signing up. But like, you know, I might have got like 100 emails a day, but only five of them were actually real people, you know, trying to sign up. So I thought, let me see if, if this is going to deter people from signing up. Like, is this going to kill my conversion rates? I did it. I set it up for a few days. Actually, it was working very well. People, you know, it's... I gave people like two extra steps. So instead of people just typing in their email address and hitting submit, they now have to click a button, which takes them to a page. So that's the first step. That's the first hoop. And then it asks them for their email address. So they type in their email address. And before they can hit submit, they got to check a box that says, I'm not a robot. And then they submit it. Honestly, not a big deal. But, you know, not a ton of steps. I'm not adding more things they have to type in like their first name, last name, you know, a bunch of other check boxes. I'm just asking for an email address. And I still keep those same checks in place. If you don't download the cheat sheet within thir thir three days, 72 hours, then I don't want you on my list because clearly you went, you did, you took this action, but then didn't actually download the cheat sheet. So why did you sign up? Anyway, so I did it on that. And it were, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually okay with this. I'm actually, I actually think this would be better. I think my list is going to come in much cleaner. It's going to get rid of that bot problem. Perhaps going to solve my spam complaint problem. So I added on that and I added on my hot tub form, Elmstrom University. A few days later, hey, Active Campaign sends me an email. You're getting more spam complaints. I'm like, whoa, well, hold on now. Give me a second here because I just implemented reCAPTCHA. They're like, yeah, you did, and we appreciate that, and that's a good move. 
but you also have these other forums that don't have the recaption on there, and that's where it's coming from. I'm like, all right, fine. So I spend a few days. You know, to me, this is the most important thing. This took precedent over all my other work because I'm like, well, if I'm getting all these spam complaints, like, what if Aptic Canteen's like, dude, you're you're it's too many complaints. We're gonna have to shut you down. Well, there goes that. I don't want that. That sucks. So anyway, I sit there and I set up reCAPTCHA on every single form. Okay. I send them an email back. I'm like, look, it's everywhere now. They're like, okay, we're going to monitor it, make sure it's okay. <sighs> Get another email from Active Campaign. <laughs> You're getting spam complaints. Dude. I added it to every form. They're like, okay, yeah. But uh, we think that there's still email addresses. Like on your list that are that are just slowly hitting spam over time. The other problem that they did not make me aware of, but I slowly came to this conclusion, was I noticed just like in my personal email, I was getting like more spam email that was coming through. And that was a little bit surprising to me because I'm like, I don't, my inbox is pretty clean. And all of a sudden I just noticed like, oh, this is more spam. I'm like, maybe it's just January. I don't know. It's new year. Who knows? Or maybe something, maybe because I'm using front app as my email client. I'm like, maybe, I don't know. They're working on something and they're just letting spam through. I don't know. But then I get this one email, which was really scary. Okay, so I'm in my swim university inbox, which is actually my business inbox for all my brands. And I get an email that says, and I'm going to use salty language here because this is the salty language that was used in this email. It was a reply to an email that I had apparently sent and it said, fuck you. I know this, what you're doing here. You're scamming people. But the email they were replying back to was not an email that I had sent out. It was a phishing email. It looked like an Amazon template asking them to like fill out, you know, their password or something. Then I'm and I wrote back to the person because I'm like, oh, I didn't send this email. This is not me. Uh oh, what's going on here? Turns out, or at least must my thought thought process, people are sending spam and phishing emails using my domain using Matt at some university or Matt at moneylab.co. Well, how the, now I'm like, okay, is that active campaign? Did somebody hack in my active campaign account to do that? No. So I had to learn, <laughs> after doing some research into this, I learned about SPF, DCOM, and DMARC. Now I'll explain what these things are. But basically, uh, this is something that I had to set up with ConvertKit. But weirdly, when I switched to active campaign, I was, I, you know, it was not like part of the onboarding process for me, or at least I didn't see it. So I didn't have it set up for active campaign. So SPF, not really sure what it stands for. It's not the stuff that you put on your skin to, to protect you from the sun. It's some sort of like filtering mechanism to make sure that you are, you own the domain name where you're sending emails from. DKIM or DKIM is another version of this. So it's just a different version. So it's like two checks, right? Two filtering uh, things. And then DMARC is the combination of those two things, which sends reports. So 
I had to set all of this up using my DNS. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about all this here because it's super technical. Um, we're going to do a whole workshop on this in Money Lab Pro. So if you want to sign up for that, you can go to moneylab.co slash pro. And that's my online community. You could sign up for an annual subscription to join the community. And that's where we kind of do, you know, online business stuff. We have weekly happy hour calls on Zoom and everything. It's fun. But anyway, I had to set all this up. And it's, which which first I had to learn, and then I had to set up, which didn't take too long, but um, it forced me to have to like look into other software and learn about this whole world that I wasn't familiar with. And I guess this is not going to be the same for everybody. I think my list is like just big, and I just think I got hacked or whatever it was. Somebody was just sitting on my behalf. So I set this all up. Spam emails have certainly slowed down. Uh, and then the the last thing that I did was I, Jason Zook had emailed me. So I had sent an email out, you know, a couple of weeks ago to everybody at Money Lab. And I was like, look, this is what I went through. And it's a problem. <laughs> it's a real big problem. Uh, and it was, it forced me to do a lot of like stuff that I never thought I'd have to do a lot of technical work um, to make sure that, you know, I could still send emails. Not to scare anybody, but I'm like, eh, you should probably do it. You should probably do all the things. You know, make sure you put recap show on your forums. Make sure that you got the SPF and DKIM and DMARC all set up for your domains that you're sending emails through. The last thing was, well, I mean, I spent all of 2021 collecting email addresses this aggressively. So there's bound to be a ton of people on my list who are either who either never signed up and are killing my open rates, right? Because they're not opening anything. Which, you know, I clean those people up. Um, or there's just, you know, just bad actors, just bad email addresses or people that, you know, whatever. So I found, so Jason Zook had emailed me and said, listen, uh, yeah, reCAPTCHA sucks. I understand, but I had to implement it. But they had used this uh, service that I never heard of. It's like email verification service, right? Which basically goes and does like reCAPTCHA tests on your existing email. So you just import all your email addresses. It does the checks. It tells you which ones are good, which ones are bad. And then you can just go in and delete those. Uh, so I ended up using a service called emailable, which was really easy to use. It integrates with active campaign. It sucks in the, the lists, sucks in all the email addresses, checks them all costs money. I had to pay like, you know, a couple cents per email address. So I ended up spending like 500 bucks for this big check. I did this big bulk check and I think I had to like delete 5,000 subscribers. It was an insane amount of subscribers. And so I did. Now, the last email I had sent to Money Lab had a 50% open rate, which was just very high. I mean, it's always been Money Lab emails, you know, back before I started using ActiveCampaign when I was in ConvertKit, I was getting like 40 to 50% open rates. Once I started aggressively collecting email addresses, obviously that had gone down, but it was, I think, because there was just so many bot email addresses that I just, just weren't opening emails. Now, I was trying to get rid of them, but then they keep coming in, you know, so you're cleaning out the backside of it because, like, you know, if somebody doesn't open an email for a month. I'm like, get off my list, right? Come on. Open, at least open my emails or click something. I'm putting stuff in there. If you don't want it, it's fine. I'm just, just going to remove you. Just, you know, I want you to open my email address. I'm trying to like make, I'm trying to have a business here. 
Um, so anyway, I use a service, deleted 5,000 email addresses, boom. Open rates back up. Hopefully at this point now, I've solved all of the problems. There may be some lingering, you know, spam complaints here and there, but it's not going to, it's not going to be a high percentage, which is what's causing the red flags, which is what's causing active campaign to email me. So I got, so I'm, 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 I feel like today I'm set up. I'm good to go. Now I'm just slowly cleaning up all my newsletters. I'm rethinking and relooking at my onboarding sequences and just trying to be incredibly helpful with my emails and then, you know, selling my services, my products, my courses, my physical products every once in a while. And it works. You know, I, I started selling physical products in, in late 2021 at Swim University as a test. I sent one email and blew out my inventory. So that's how powerful email marketing is. I can't, I literally couldn't replicate that any in any other marketing channel without spending a ridiculous amount of money, you know? So anyway, that's, that's it. That's all I got. And here's the thing. I, like I said, in the beginning, email me, man at moneylab.co. Um, I want to hear from you. Absolutely. Check out money lab itself at moneylab.co. And, uh, yeah, I think we're just going to leave it at that. So appreciate you listening to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes or anywhere you can leave reviews, leave a nice review. Don't be a, you know, negative, negative, Nancy, negative, Nathan. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Um, anyway, if you have any questions about this episode, email me Matt at moneylab.co. If you have any questions about anything, I'm happy to answer them. Uh, I love hearing from you, so I appreciate it. All right, see you next time. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. 